the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. really, really passionate about today's message. Today's message is better together from generation to generation. From generation to generation. We need everybody. We need everybody. We need all the grannies. We need all the grandpas. Come on, you still got life to give. You still got so much ministry to give. You still got so much to give and pass on. And we need all the young guns. We need all the teens. We need all the L-Y-A. We need everybody. But you know what? We're better together. We are in this together. We are stronger together. Guys, we're the body of Christ, right? We're the body of Christ. So I'm excited to talk today about the generations, right? So let's just jump right in. Come on. Paul said in Ephesians 3, 20, 21, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Y'all ready for this? From this generation to the next. From generation to generation. To all generations. Forever and ever. Amen. You know what? We are a product of that generation pouring into the next generation pouring Jesus into the next generation, right? It's still from generation to generation. So the American generation timeline, the silent generation, the silent generation, don't be so silent. Come on, let me hear from you. Is 76 years and up, 76 years and up. The baby boomers, baby boomers are 57 to 75. All right, there we go, yeah. 57 to 75 years old. Gen X is 41 to 56. And millennials are 25 to 40. Gen Z, Gen Z is 9, 9 to 24 years old. And Gen Alpha is eight years old and they're in kids' class. <laughs> eight years old and younger, right? So it, that's the American generation timeline. And let me tell you, every generation timeline can get a bad rep. They can get a bad rep about something, about this or that, right? But as Jesus followers, we're not a product of our generation timeline. We are not a product or we don't have to be a product of our generation timeline. You want to know what I'm a product of? I'm a product of my salvation bloodline. I'm a product. You're a product. We're a product of our salvation bloodline. Or we should be. Or we should be, right? Or we can get caught up in the system. We can get caught up in the world's way of doing things and be just like everybody else. But not here, not us, not at Love Life, right? We're a product of applying the word of God in our everyday life. That's what we're a product of. We're a product of being planted in the house of God, being planted here at Love Life. We've got kids that have been here since they were in little kids class. Now they're all the way in in high school. I'm teaching in youth and I'm talking to the kids that I'm like, I changed their diaper and they're over here talking about their generation and their era. And I'm like, what? You're old enough to have an era and a generation. And I'm like, it just blows in my mind in the greatest way. 
actually for a second, it makes me feel old. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then that tries to jump on me. I'm like, oh no, not for me, not for me, not for me. Nah, nah, I'm not a product of my generation timeline, right? I'm a product of being planted in the house. And we, we are a product of the generation pouring into our lives before us, right? We are a product of, I'm a product of being faithful of what's in my hand today. I'm a huge product of being faithful with what's in my hand today. I ask myself all the time, all the time, what's in your hand today? What's in your hand today to serve God with? What's in your hand today? Come on, what's in your hand today to love God with? What's in your hand today to love people with? And what's in your hand today to love and live your best life with? What's in your hand today? Come on, we gotta be faithful with the little. We've gotta be faithful with what's in our hand to do. We have so much. And you know what, if you're young and like, I don't have nothing in my hand, I don't got no money, you got time. You got all the time in the world to sow, to get planted. It's summer. There's so many things that you could be doing with your time. You could be on the YouTube channel. You could be hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. You could, there's so much you could do. You could get over here and start volunteering. You know what? That rain came. Y'all feel that humidity? You see that humidity, right? Yeah. And you know what, what comes with rain? Weeds. All the weeds come as well. So come on, you can volunteer your time. There's a lot of things you could do with what's in your hand. You just got to be willing to do it. You got to be willing to do it. God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for willing people. We're willing. God, use us right here, right now. We're going to be faithful with what's in our hand to do, right? So, and you don't fear the future, when you know you're fulfilling destiny today. You don't have to fear the future. Oh, is this gonna happen? Is that gonna take place? When you're fulfilling your destiny and your purpose today, right now, I wanna encourage you guys today. I wanna encourage you guys today to use what's in your hand to give to the next coming up generation. Use whatever it is that you have. And if it's stories, give them your stories. If it's the word, give them the word. If it's a recipe, give them the recipe. If it's a whooping, give them a whooping. Give him. There's a generation that needs correction. You know what? They're actually crying out for it. Give me a woman. They're crying out for somebody to love them. They're crying out for somebody to correct them. They're crying out for somebody to care enough about them to speak the truth with love in their life. They're crying out for it, and we have it. We have that love, right? To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus from this generation to the next, to all generations. We are better together from generation to generation. We need each other. Can you guys agree that we need each other? We need each other. Young people in the house, you need an old person friend. You need, your friend needs to be your nana. She's got so much to give you, right? Your mom, your parents, they have so much to give you. Wake up to the wisdom that is sitting right next to you and be excited. Seek wisdom. Wisdom is sought after. Young people, 
these people aren't going to come chase you because you're acting like a hoodlum. You've got to seek wisdom. You've got to ask for help. You know, you've got to seek, reach out for wisdom. Reach out for help, right? We're stronger together. We're in this together. We are the body of Christ. We are love life, right? And here at Love Life, we believe in every generation doing their part. Every generation doing their part for the kingdom of God. You're never too old. Look at your neighbor and say, you're never too old. You're never too old. And you are never too young. Look at your other neighbor that you didn't want to look at. <laughs> because you didn't want to say old. Sorry about that. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> All the ladies were like, huh? <laughs> okay, look back at your lady and say, you're never too young. You're never too young to fulfill the will of God, to serve God, right? And to fulfill what God's calling you to do. What is in your hand today? Start today. Start today. Start today. Abraham and Sarah had Isaac at an old age. At an old age. We got anybody 100 in here? Y'all ready to have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Abraham and Sarah had Isaac at an old age, fulfilling their purpose, fulfilling their purpose. So you're never too old, right? Genesis 21, 1 through 3. The Lord kept his word and he did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. What is God trying to birth out of you in your old age? What is God calling you to do in your old age? Are you going to laugh at God? Are you going to connect your faith with him and have a miracle happen in your life, in your old age, right? What's in your hand today, silent generation? Come on, not so silent, not here, not at Love Life. What's in your hand today, baby boomer? What's in your hand today, Gen X? What's in your hand today, millennials? It's your turn to rise up and give to the next generation. It's time to rise up and not fall for the narrative of every other millennial, but to rise up and be a Jesus follower, walking in character, walking in integrity, walking with courage and boldness and loyalty with a heart after God, serving God, loyal to him and his plan and his people and his word and his promises. Come on, rise Rise up what's in your hand today because it ain't over until it's over. And if you're still breathing, look at your neighbor, let, let them know you, you're alive, you're still breathing. <laughs> it ain't over. It ain't over, right? You're never too old to press in and fulfill the will of God and to receive his precious promises. What do you believe in God for? It ain't over till it's over and it ain't over yet, right? You have so much life lived to pass on to the generations coming up. You've got so much life lived to pass on, right? Mentor them, mentor them, teach them. Teach them, disciple them, disciple them, show them the way, show them what it looks like, 
Show them what it looks like to still be a fly and excited about Jesus and you're getting up in the age. You know what? We've got 120, so you're never too old, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be 90 years old, still preaching in the youth room, still bringing it. They're going to ask me where I got that outfit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm proclaiming that now. <laughs> I'm proclaiming that now. They'll be like, like your fit. I'm like, that's right. 90 years old, still got it for Jesus, right? For Jesus, bringing the word. We are better together from generation to generation. And now more than ever, we need every generation to rise up. We need every generation to rise up and understand their call and understand that God has a plan for their life. And we need every generation to rise up and do their part, to do their part, do their part in the ministry, do their part in the body of Christ. We are one body the body of Christ, right? And we all have a major part to play. You're like, not me, Uh uh-uh. Yes, you, you have a major part to play. I don't care if you are the crusty, dusty, pinky toe of the body of Christ. You have an important part to play. Have any of you guys ever stubbed your toe and you walk in all crippled? Yeah. Let me tell you, that pinky toe is an important part of the body. You have a major part of the body, and we need you to play your part, right? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And later in um, verse 26, amplified, and if one member suffers, all the parts suffer. All the parts share the suffering. And if one member is honored, all rejoice with it. Now you collectively are Christ's body and individually you are members of it, each with its own special purpose and function. You have a special part to play here at Love Life. You have a special part to play in the body of Christ, right? And when we suffer, when you don't play your special part, when that pinky toe ain't here, and we, you know, if you out there on live stream, we miss you because if you didn't, but thank God all you onliners played your part, call you up, help me out, send in the love, send in the love so that we don't have to be walking crippled today. No, we're going to shine. We're going to give God all of the glory, right? But we suffer when you don't play your part, that special part. But you know what? We also rejoice when you do. And we rejoice when you do. And when you discover the joy of ministry, when you discover the joy of serving, you discover the joy of mentoring, when you discover the joy of teaching in that kid's class, you're like, no, me, not me, I could never teach. And now you're boldly in there teaching with the three-year-olds and the six-year-olds and the 12-year-olds. Let me tell you, if you could teach them, they're a hard crowd. They will tell you you're ugly, you're slow, you're not funny. They'll, they'll give it right to you, fall asleep. That's the main service too. Anyways, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Not us, not us, not here, not here. Jokes, jokes, jokes. But we are so excited and we celebrate with you when you discover the joy of ministry, discipling, teaching, mentoring, right? Use whatever it is in your hand today to serve God, to love God, to love people, and to love and live your best life. I hear this. I hear this not often, but I hear this. I hear this. Um, I'm too old to serve on the worship team. They're all really young. 
or I, I'm, I'm too old. Well, first of all, to be on the worship team, you got to have talent <laughs> because I have the heart of a worshiper, but I'm not on the team <laughs> because you got to be able to sing or play an instrument. Okay, so that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a specific skill for that team and ministry, and they are graced for their race in the name of Jesus. Yes. But you don't want me up here. I'll be a pinky. I'll be the broke toe up here trying to sing and lead Jesus, Jesus, heart and soul, committed, sold out. Vocals, not there, not there, right? Or people say, I'm too old. I'm too old to work in kids' class. Man, I ain't got that kind of energy. They're wild back there. Let me tell you, that's where I get this energy from kids' class. It is, it is there. They keep you young. They keep you young. They keep you excited. They keep you on your toes. You will find your energy in kids' class, right? I always say that people are like, how do you stay so young? I say, serving Jesus, kids' class, and that bone broth collagen too, that bone broth collagen. <laughs> Just a little bit of that tea, hook it up, hook it up. <laughs> Just kidding. It works though. Serving Jesus, serving Jesus and staying youthful with the young people. Let me tell you, you don't have to be cool with them. They don't need you to be cool. They need you to be you. They need you to be you and bring all that you have to them, right? Bring all that you have to them. You're never too old. You're never too old and you're never too young to serve God. You're never too old and you're never too young to start. Start now, start today, right? Paul said in 1 Timothy 4.11, this is the message. Here we go. Don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. You are never too young to serve God with what's in your hand today. You are never too young to serve God. He is calling you. He called you for this generation. He called you for such a time as this. You've got to be faithful with what's in your hand, right? Studies show that the disciples were anywhere from 13 to 18 years when Jesus called them. They were 13 to 18 years when Jesus called them. David, David was about 15 years old when he whooped on Goliath, okay? Talk about a young gun, right? Talking about teenagers up in here. I started here, I started serving here at Love Life when I was 13 years old. Okay, get, stop, don't do the math. I don't need no calculators out right now. Oh, she's that old. She's that young, you mean, she's that young, right? So I, I started serving here when I was 13. I started serving in the nursery. I started serving in the bus ministry. I started serving in the cleaning ministry. Like I had a goal to join the wax team. Like only, only like high level people could wax the church. You know, back then we had some nololeum or whatever that's called. And you, let me tell you, like we waxed that once a month. So you had to be elevated, promoted to be on the wax team. So I had a goal, like I'm gonna wax the floor. I'm gonna be the, the best waxer of the floor. It's actually kind of hard. You have to like 
<laughs> or bubbles and stuff like that. So I finally did join the wax team. But I've been serving here. So I've been serving here at Love Life for 24 years. It's been a minute. It's been a minute serving God, loving God, loving people, loving life and living life, right? Just being faithful in the little. Being faithful with what's in my hand. Being faithful with what could I do today. Being faithful with whatever it is. Could it be in kids ministry? Could it be in cleaning ministry, bus ministry? What is it, greeting ministry? Anything that I could do. Where could I, was in the, I was in the worship team. But let me tell you, I, was, I played a mean tambourine. Yeah, I could beat that tambourine like, let's go. We should bring that back, come on. We should bring that back. And... Um, and I was on the choir, but there was no mic. <laughs> so I just brought the hype, yes. But that's okay. I was like, wherever I could serve, I'll serve. And then, like, when they realized I couldn't sing, I babysat for the worship team for many years, too. So I'm like, I'm down. Whatever you need, I'm here. I'm here. I'm available. I'm willing, right? I was just faithful with the little, faithful with what's in my hand, with a loyal heart sold out to Jesus. Like hands down, 100%, never perfect, but always sold out for Jesus, right? I don't have any formal training. Duh, as you can see, as you can tell. But let me tell you, God was saying, I have been training you all along the way. This whole time, I have been molding you. I have been shaping you. I have been preparing you with that wax team, with them diaper changing, with whatever it is, with pulling those weeds, with building this building. Let me tell you, we were building, me, Chatel Chate and I, and other people, I mean, the men did the most, but we were here <laughs> digging out trees. We just thought we were going to die. Like, Jesus, come. <laughs> and then Pastor Dan's there before us, leaves after us. He's just like so strong. We're like, no, we can do this. We can do this, you know. And but <laughs> I don't know if we were more of a pain. Or a, but anyways, and then there was so much dust. Like, can you imagine all of this is like concrete? Literally, they laid the foundation. They put up the walls. And it's going to be a great time on our 25th anniversary to go over some of that video with everybody. But we would just be sweeping. And Pastor Dan would go from one room to the next. And he's like making uh, walls like just from wood. Like he makes a wall from wood and a hammer. And I'm like, whoa. Ta-da, there's a ball. But anyways, we would sweep, and all of a sudden, there'd just be like this hurricane of dust. <laughs> and he's like, girls! <laughs> so then we learned you get the water, and then you sweep, and then you, it was just, anyways. But we were being faithful with what's in our hand. We could sweep, we could dig, <laughs> we could landscape. We can't build the wall, but we can help you. <laughs> we can bring you the log, right? We can bring it to you, right? Just being faithful with what's ever in your hand to do, right? Don't have any formal training, but God's been molding. God's been shaping all along the way. And let me tell you, he's been doing the same to you. He's been doing the same for you. When you stop and look back, you can see God's hand all over your life. You can see his hand gracing you. And he's calling you. And he's calling you. You just got to answer. You just got to answer. He's a gentleman. He stands at the door and knocks. You got to open the door of your heart. You got to open the door of your life. You've got to open the door to all the things that he's calling you to do, right? Your labor is never in vain. 
Your labor is never in vain. All that serving, all that giving, God's watching. God's got an eye on you. It doesn't matter if people acknowledge you. It's not about their acknowledgement. God is the rewarder. And if you want man to reward you, yes. His reward is lame and minimal. I want God's reward. He is the reward of those who diligently seek him. We seek him here at Love, right, at Love Life, right? And it's the becoming that makes you. It's the becoming that makes you, right? I got so many young people in here. They're graduating from college or they're graduating from trade schools or they're doing different things and they get into their field and they call me like crying, freaking out. And I would tell them, it's the becoming that makes you. It's the becoming that makes you. This is the experience that's going to make you great or you're going to fail. So get up, get your stuff together. You want to know how many nurses poke you a thousand times wrong until you're like their thousand patient. And then you're like, yeah, when I was in the hospital and an older nurse came in. I'm like, oh my gosh. She poked me once in, out. I'm like, I want her. (laughs) I want her. (laughs) She already knew what she was going to do before she even saw me. She's like, you come here. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Band-aid on. She's gone. Like, that's what I'm talking about, right? But let me tell you, that didn't come to her overnight. She got some skin in the game. She got some years in the game. She's got some experience under her belt. So that's what makes her a great nurse. It's the becoming that makes you. Don't hate it. Don't hate it that it's uh, monotonous. It's again and again, repetitive and repetitive. Love it because that's what makes you great. It's the becoming. It's God making you. It's God. It's your character developing. Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to check your attitude? Are you going to be with an excellent spirit? Are you going to bring it? Are you going to bring, you know, joy, peace, patience, perseverance, endurance, long suffering, right? It's the becoming that makes you, right? It's not about your age. It's about your willingness to be made. And a lot of us don't want to be made. No, no thanks. Don't mold me. Don't touch me. I'm going to keep this habit the way I want it. That's it. I'm going to do what I want, when I want, and I want God to bless it. Let me tell you, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You know, you don't watch too many shows, too many reality TV, thinking that's how it works. That's not the way that God showed us. That's not how it works. We seek him. We trust him. We trust his timing. We trust he is the promoter. He is the, promoter. He is the rewarder. Don't be afraid of not being acknowledged. Don't be afraid of being made. It's for your benefit. It's the greatness that God's creating you for. You're not missing out on anything taking the narrow path. You're not missing out on anything taking the narrow way. God has greater in store for you, but you gotta remain faithful. You gotta keep your eyes on Jesus. You gotta stay focused. Is Jesus enough for you or not? Is he enough? I say he's enough. He is enough for me. He is all that I need. He is all that I need would stay focused on him stay focused on his word say pieces don't let your heart be troubled storms are coming things are going to happen you're going to get persecuted stuff is going to happen in this world pandemics are going to happen don't lose heart take heart take heart 
Be encouraged, be strengthened by the blood of Jesus, by the word of Jesus. We look to him. We look to him. He's our example. You gotta be willing to be made. Don't be like your generation timeline. Don't be like your generation timeline. Young people, don't be like your generation timeline. Come on, entitled, lazy, know-it-alls. I know, I know, I know, I know. Show me, then do it. If you know, man, Pastor Dan blew my mind when I was younger. I said, I know to him one time. He said, if you knew, you would have been doing it. True that, true that. <laughs> Let me tell you, I never said that again to him. I never said, he didn't catch me saying that again, right? Don't be a know-it-all. Jesus said, who said? Jesus said in Matthew 23, 11, do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. Come on, you want to stand out? I want to be original. I want to be unique. Step down. Be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll get the wind knocked out of you. But if you are content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. Don't be like everybody else. Don't be a trend follower. Be a trendsetter. Be a trendsetter, right? You be like your salvation bloodline, not your generation timeline. Be like Jesus. Be humble. Be diligent. Be teachable, right? Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Jesus was what? The greatest servant. Jesus was the greatest servant. Serving was not below Jesus. So leading was never beyond him. If serving is below you, leading is way beyond you. You'll never lead nobody because leading others takes work. It takes work. It takes sacrifice. You gotta be sad. You gotta sacrifice. What are you willing to sacrifice, right? To serve your family, to raise those teens, to raise this generation. It takes sacrifice. But let me tell you, it's worth it. It's worth it when you see them rise up serving God, loving God, passionate in the house of God, doing the things of God, the will of God, fulfilling all that God called them to do. There's no greater joy. They are my why. Why I wake up, why I continue. I am so passionate passionate about the people here at Love Life. I'm so passionate about what God is doing here in this house. God is rising up. We're not like everybody else. We're not, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. It matters what you're doing. It matters what we're doing. We have a vision. God's called us to greater, right? We're better together from generation to generation, from generation from this generation to next, to all generations, right? Jesus was the greatest servant. He didn't come to be served, but he came to serve others and he came to lay down his life. He came to lay down his life for others. So we're over here just trying to be like Jesus, laying it down, right? Where did we find our life? When we laid it down. That's when we really found true purpose. Then that's when we really found the meaning, the purpose of life, right? You're never too young to change the world. Just stop trying to be like them. You can't change the world being just like the world. You're never too young to change the world. Seek mentorship. Seek discipleship. And seek transfer transformation from the word of God. And stop seeking affirmation from the world. 
We need a generation that rise up and you seek transformation, not affirmation. Seek transformation, not affirmation. Because all the world can offer you is behavioral modification, behavioral modification. But we want to seek transformation by the renewing of our mind to the word of God, right? We're not, we're not unsure of who we are and our identity because we know what God says about us. We know what the word says about us. When things come and trends come and this comes and that goes, we know what God's word. We are founded on the rock. We are stable. We are secure. Seek transformation, not affirmation, right? Don't let anyone put you down because you're young, but teach believers with your life. Young people, listen up. Not so young people, listen up. <laughs> it's for all of us, right? Teach others with your life. How are we going to teach others with our life? Well, the, the scripture said, teach them by word. You know what? It's time that we learn to keep our word. That's how we're going to teach others, by keeping our word. Our yes is yes, our no is no. Our I'll be there to help you, we show up and we're on time. We keep our word. Keep your word. In the workplace, you're on time, you're ready to go, you're willing to do more, right? With that attitude comes promotion. By demeanor, it said by word, by demeanor, by love. By demeanor, learn to control your attitude, we will teach others when we learn to control our attitude. Man, that is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Because this, this right here, this brow, you don't lie. I'll be like, stank eye is coming. And I'm like, control it, control it, control it. It's in my throat, it's in my eyebrow, but I'm like, you will not control me. I will not be controlled by my emotions. I will not be controlled by the stank eye. I will not be controlled. Come on. But we got to learn to walk and be an example in our demeanor. In our demeanor. So we got to learn to control our attitude. We're not going to be so hot-tempered, blowing off on every single buddy that cuts you off and this and that. Everything shouldn't set you off. Renew your mind. It's not people. It's your thoughts. People don't make you angry. Your thoughts. That's you. Ooh, that's for somebody. We'll just leave that there. Woo, sorry about that. Just let you pick it up if you want it. But. By love. We got to learn to love like Jesus loved, right? By faith. We got to learn to listen. Because faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. We got to learn to listen by integrity. Your character matters. Your character matters. That's how you're going to show others that you are Christ-like. How? Because you walk in love and not hate. You walk in joy and not depression. You walk in peace and not anxiety. Come on. You walk in perseverance. You don't give up. You walk in kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. You're not out of control. We choose our character to be Christ-like, right? This all happens in the everyday behind the scenes. This isn't celebrated that you kept a good attitude. It's not always celebrated. You didn't go off on your wife and your kids. Woo! But let me tell you, you want them to be like, aren't you? You want, you want all your family to be so excited that you came home happy. <laughs> Y'all, it was a choice. You know what I had to go through at work? I made all this effort to be happy and you guys can't even acknowledge it. <laughs> like, it's not that rewarding, but God's the rewarder, not man, remember. God's the rewarder, right? God's the rewarder. 
All this happens, is in, it's in the everyday behind the scenes. That's the perseverance. It's in the dark room, right? Back in the day, back in the day, we didn't have selfie cams. We didn't have any selfie cam. You took a selfie photo and then you, when it got developed, you're like half eyeball, half your nose, your whole face, your whole big chunky monkey face wasn't even in it. You know, we didn't have selfie cams. These cams edit your photo. You got the skinny filter. Yeah, that one, like you, you want the real, your friend with the longest arm to, you know, you know, the longest arm. Make us all look real thin, real thin. You know what I mean? You got the short arm. It's gotta be somebody else. If I do it, we all gonna look chunky. <laughs> We got the selfie stick out to tomorrow. It's like, woo! We got to shrink it back, right? We didn't have no selfie cams on our phones. We didn't have no cell phones. We didn't have a cell phone. Like my dad had a pager, but we didn't have no cell phone. We didn't have no cell phone. And if you wanted to get that film developed, you had to take it somewhere where they had a dark room so that it could develop that photo. It could develop that image. It could develop that image, right? And if that image got too much exposure, it would ruin the image. So we went on missions and we, um, we had a disposable camera. He goes, rrr, 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 that, like that kind. And we didn't know that if you put the camera in the, um, when you go on the airport and it goes through the little thing, you know, when you go through security, so, and, and when we put the little um, disposable camera through that, so the image, it got too much exposure from the x-ray machine. Yes, thank you. From the x-ray machine. So when we went to develop those pictures and we got them back, there was two photos on top. It was too much exposure and it ruined the photo. So it was so strange because it was me and my sisters on missions. And then it was my dad like digging a tree during landscaping. So it looked like he was digging a, a grave for us. Like these girls, too much, <laughs> too much. <laughs> but, but that image, it had too much exposure. So it, it ruined it. So in the dark room, in the behind the scenes, is God developing your character. But right now, we got so too much, we got so much exposure. You got your own channel, you got your own fame, you got your own likes, and you're wondering why your image is being damaged. Because there's too much exposure too soon. God didn't call you for that, you called you for that. You called yourself for all the feels and all the fame, right? You wanted all that. Too much exposure too soon. The image is ruined. Let God develop you in the dark room. Let God develop your character in the behind the scenes. When uncelebrated, when nobody's watching, when nobody's looking, and you take care of that attitude. You're watching your word. You're taking care of your demeanor, right? You're, you're acting like Jesus, walking. You're not perfect, but you got that loyal heart towards the things of God, right? So don't waste your youth. I bet every generation would tell you, don't waste your youth, right? Don't compare your seed time to somebody else's harvest, right? If it's seed time right now, don't worry. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Your time will come. God's no respecter of persons. If he did it for them, he'll do it for you. You're in the dark room. You're in that season, right? And when the seed is in the ground, it's dark. It's dark. And then it breaks open, produces harvest. So just keep the faith. Stay encouraged, right? Don't compare. You are graced for your race. You're not graced for her race. 
You're not graced for his race. You're graced for your race, right? You are called and you are chosen for such a time as this, right? Enjoy your youth serving God, loving God, right? Loving people. But now I got an eye on you. Don't be loving too much people. <laughs> We're about to go to youth camp. That's right. Miss Sasha's like this, like a hawk. Yes. Mama Sasha don't play. She don't play. But love God, love people. <laughs> and learn to love and live your best life, right? Fulfilling your God-given purpose, your God-given destiny here on this earth. Learning all life's lessons. There's so much lessons that when you're young enough, you just haven't learned yet. It's okay. Lesson learned. But if you don't learn the lesson in that relationship, you don't learn the lesson in those finances, you don't learn the lesson, let me tell you, you'll be on repeat for the rest of your life. You'll be, it'll be a different guy, but the same situation. It'll be a different job, but the same situation again and again. Learn the lesson. Learn the lesson and move on. Pass the test, right? Life doesn't get easy. You get stronger. You get wiser, faster, stronger. Hey, uh, yes. You, you develop in everything God's called you to be. Seek wisdom. Seek transformation, right? We're better together from generation to generation. We're stronger together. We're in this together. We love life, right? We're the body of Christ. Paul said, I'm going to wrap this thing up here. Paul said in Titus 2.1, this is the Amplified. Y'all ready? We're wondering what we're supposed to do. The word tells us what we're supposed to do. Here are the duties of the older and the younger. But as for you, teach the things which are in agreement with sound doctrine, which produce men and women of good character, whose lifestyles identify them as true Christians. Our lifestyles should identify us as true Christians. Why? Because our identity is in Christ Jesus. It's in him. It's in the word, right? Older men are to be tempered dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, in steadfastness, Christ-like character. Older women, or I should say mature women that we love. <laughs> the older I get, <laughs> I like mature, wise. <laughs> you know these little things that pop up right here? I'm like, yes, I need to color that wisdom. <laughs> the wisdom is showing. The wisdom is showing. Hold up, wait a minute, there we go. There we go, and cover up that wisdom, right? Mature women, the same, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malice, malice ma malicious, gossips. People think young people gossip. You want to know where you want to get good gossip? <laughs> you go to the retirement homes. You go to the retirement communities. I'm telling you. So there was a, a woman here, and um, I won't name drop or anything, but she was an older woman, and she went to a little home, and I would go visit her. And she had the scoop on everybody, everybody's room. So-and-so, their grandchildren did this, and they went there, and then they're going here. And then, you know what? In that room, she's about to go. You know, we should say a prayer for so-and-so. And I'm like, I'm like, miss, she passed and she went to Jesus already. You know, she's already with Jesus. But I'm like, man, this is where you get the scoop. But you want to know why? 
because there's no more purpose left in life. You're just listening to everybody else, but not here, not us, not at Love Life. We have so much life to give that there's so much in us to pour into the generation. And let me tell you, we won't leave you alone at the little house. I'll be over there knocking on your door, giving you a visit, right? Because I understand every generation needs every generation. Even though she was older, she wasn't my grandma. She was just an older lady here at the church. I want to make sure somebody's visiting her. She done lost her teeth. She's like, Sasha, she called me. I lost my teeth. I put them on the plate. I think they took them. I'm like, oh no, I will find them. <laughs> I'm like, where'd you leave them? She's like, I crumpled them in a napkin by the sandwich. <laughs> I can see why they took it out with the trash, <laughs> but let me get on it. Okay. Let me get on it. Older women be the same, right? Not gossips, right? Not addicted to too much wine. <laughs> that was for somebody, <laughs> right? Teaching what is right and good so that they may encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and their children. There's still so much in you to give. You've got to give this young generation that wisdom, right? To be sensible, pure, makers of a home where God is honored, good-natured, being subject to their own husband so that the word of God will, will not be dishonored. In a similar way, we urge the younger men to be sensible, be self-controlled, and to behave wisely, taking life seriously. Younger men, come on, it's time to put away childish things. And you take life seriously because there's people looking up to you. You have a responsibility to do, to take, right? And in all things, show yourself to be an example of good works with purity and doctrine, having the strictest regard for integrity and truth. Dignified, still working on that. Sound and beyond reproach and instruction so that the adversary of the faith will be shamed having nothing bad to say about you. Having nothing bad to say about us, right? Because we keep our word. We watch our attitude from generation to generation. It's Jesus on Jesus on Jesus. Looking to Jesus, keeping the faith, right? To God be the glory in Christ Jesus from this generation to the next. From generation to generation to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We're better together. We need each other. I love you guys so much. Have a great 4th of July. God bless America. I love you guys. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.